Welcome to the Breaking 90 podcast, where we talk about all things sustainable fat loss. We take people on 90-day journeys to creating fat loss forever. Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoy the episode. Hello, welcome to the Breaking 90 podcast. I'm your host, Alex Harriman. This is my co-host, Jerrica Rydell, and we are the coaches of Breaking 90 Fitness. Thanks for listening. Jerrica. How's it going? Great, great. How are you? Doing well. Um, What's going on? Well, as you know, I'm, uh, I, I've talked about this a few times, but recovering from my, my broken ankle, which is I'm like five months healed now. Um, so I've been doing a ton of ankle mobility drills, and it's, it's something that I've found really interesting because uh, as both of us have been personal trainers now for like, I'm like 30 years into it I think um one thing that I I've always I guess taken for granted is mobility I've always mm-hmm. been really limber really flexible and and I attribute it largely to weightlifting um right. and just using a full range of motion in everything that I do um and that's that's kind of where the the breaking 90 name stems from is is not doing partial repetitions and it's doing a full range of motion and everything that we do breaking 90 degrees um anyways I've, I've been spending like since I started physio I've been spending like 20 minutes a day doing ankle mobility which is insane to think that there's like that much ankle specific mobility that we can work on which you're obviously well aware of but um it's, it's something that I took for granted as a trainer, I think, because you often work with a client who's tight and mm-hmm. you see how limiting it is to them, but I've never experienced it for myself before. So it's, it's like a it's, first time. Yeah. It's interesting. Like you see somebody <laughs> trying to squat and you can tell whether it's their hips or it's their knees or their ankles, like what's causing them the problem. But I had never experienced it before. So now Um, when I first was given the green light to start squatting again, even with a 45 pound bar on my back, I could not break 90 degrees. Really? The weirdest sensation because it wasn't (laughs) strength stopping me. It was mobility in the ankle. And it was just like hitting a wall. Like, it's just like, you're not, you're not going any further than that today. Um, have you, have you had any things similar to this in the past not myself but it's funny you brought this up Um, my boyfriend's going through a very similar thing we're working on his ankle mobility um, because it's affecting now he's at the point where it's worked its way upstream and it's affecting his hips significantly Um, so we've we originally thought it was a hip issue but it's actually an ankle range of motion issue that's causing the hip issue Um, so we're going through the same sort of to me it's like well why why can't you (laughs) why can't you go on but Um, yeah so no I personally haven't experienced it because like you um, I've always been quite limber and mobile um, but working with him it's been quite uh, quite eye-opening I've uh, ever since I started squatting I've always I've always squatted ass to grass as the same goes and it's it's a it's a a super deep squat and I definitely don't get as much power out of it as as maybe stopping closer to 90 degrees but I always feel better with a nice full range um 
so yeah, starting off, I mean, I was starting with the bar and I, I wasn't getting 90 degrees and it was like working on mobility every day, range of motion every day. And now I'm able to squat deeper. I'm still not the same depth that I was, but I can, I can get a full range of motion again, which is good. Um, and obviously the strength isn't quite there. Um, but one thing that the physiotherapist said to me the other day, which I found interesting is he said, you actually have better range of motion in that angle ankle than the average population it's just not what you're used to exactly and that blew my mind (laughs) (laughs) like significantly I can't even I mean for a living I I study people's gates right the way that they walk that's the first thing I do when someone comes into my treatment room is I tell them to walk and and it's mind-blowing how for some people their clearance is it's barely off the floor but that's normal to them yeah and it's common it it really shows you how much easier life becomes when you when you work on your mobility and you work on your strength training and you work on your range of motion because like even even things like going up and down stairs have been more challenging because of it so it's pretty cool to see the way that uh strength training and mobility can translate to everyday tasks absolutely very cool i'm excited to see the the final product of the squat (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I'll I'll get back. <laughs> yeah, you will for sure. Encouraging because I'm not competing in anything right now. Yeah. So the main goal is just rebuilding, which is is fun. A good time for it. Um, what I wanted to mention today for the for the listeners who have been following along, first of all, thank you. We've been getting a lot of positive feedback on the podcast, but I wanted to quickly just mention the way that Jerka and I do these podcasts. So we we actually show up to these episodes without telling the other person what topic we're going to cover. Um, and the Quite reason, stressful. Yeah, it is. It is stressful. <laughs> and it's, a little, it's fun because the reason we do that is because we don't want it to be a scripted talk. Um, I'm sure you guys can tell that it's a little bit raw and we don't, we don't edit out the, the ums and the uhs. And uh, it's, it makes it a little bit more natural flow of conversation. So we actually show up, we take turns showing up to these podcast episodes and we just drop the bomb on the other person. <laughs> this is what we're talking about today. So uh, I thought that was kind of a fun behind the scenes for the listeners. I like it. Yeah, it's fun, but it's stressful, but I, I think it, it's the best <laughs> to do it. So with that being said, our topic for tonight is how to stay on track and how to not lose progress with at-home workouts and at-home training. Oh, that's cool. a cool one. Yeah, okay. Um. I had a question the other day from somebody that kind of sparked this topic for me. And so I'll start us off. Um, I I wrote down a few points that I want to cover actually, but I won't get into that quite yet. Um, Mm -hmm. What the, the question that I got specifically is if I'm at home training, what is better? Is it better to use bands? Is it better to use free weights? Is it better to use body weight? Like what's, what should be my goal at home? Um, what are your thoughts on that, Jer? I think you're thinking bands versus body weight versus free weight. Um, if you're, it, I think it depends, <laughs> as I always say. Uh, first, it depends on is this something that you want to sustain? Are you planning on training from home forever? Like, are you in, is this when the gyms open back up? Is this something that you want to continue doing? Um, if that's the case, yes. 
then getting on a good home workout program would probably be most beneficial because this is your long-term plan. Um, um, but if you're, if you're staying home because you have no choice and you're doing these home workouts and I'd say anything at all is great. And it's just the idea is that we're, we're probably not going to go from, we're not going to gain strength. You know, we're not going to gain 50 pounds on our back squat, likely, unless you have the most ideal setup. Um, so the idea is just to either maintain what you have and just, just get moving. Um, so I'm saying nothing is technically better. Yeah, Whatever yeah. you you have is what will, will make it work. I, I agree completely. What, what's really important for everybody listening right now, if you're training at home and whether, whether gyms are open again or they're not open yet and they're reopening and you're just not going because maybe you're just not ready to be in the gym, uh, whatever might be your situation, the, the big thing to remember, unless you're a specific athlete, like if you're a power right. or something, then this, this doesn't completely relate to you. But if, you're, if your goal is general health, general fitness, and you're training at home, you aren't going to lose a ton of progress if you keep doing something. Right. So it's important to realize you aren't going to lose a ton of progress if you keep doing something and if you keep taking care of your nutrition, you keep moving consistently. Um, you probably won't make a ton of progress. Like Jerrica mentioned, you're probably not going to get stronger unless you have the weights to challenge and to adapt and to create that need for strength gain. You probably aren't going to get stronger. You could get fitter. You could improve your cardiovascular health. You could improve your consistency. Um, but if you choose to do nothing and you choose to throw in the towel and you choose to treat the next month or whatever amount of time you're at home, if you choose to just go off the rails, you will absolutely set yourself back. Absolutely. If, if you go into it and do something every day, even if it's not amazing, you you're not going to come out of this too poorly and i think people some people will look at look at home workouts almost in a in a negative way it's like oh i have to go back to doing home workouts like you said people lose motivation but i think it's just reshaping the mindset a little bit and look at it in a positive way you might have just been hammering yourself down at the gym you know 6 7 days a week lifting weights and you're on the verge of an injury likely Right. So look at this homework, this opportunity to a heal, um, doing body weight stuff can be really good. Take some of the, the impact off the joints, um, whether, you know, just, it's just, I'd say it's a great time to reshape, reframe, make new goals for me. Pushups are, are quite challenging. So now being home, I'm, I'm crushing my pushup goals. So things that I wouldn't normally focus on when I'm, I'm lifting weights. So I think it's a, a great opportunity to try to shift the mindset and, and look at a more positive light. And, and if you're, if your goal is general health to become more fit, maybe to lose some weight, to lose a little bit of body fat, to change your body composition, like you, you might not gain that extra 20 pounds on your squat, but is that really that important in, in the big picture? Because eventually you'll be able to get back to that if it's important to you. But if, if your goal right now is general health, like, use this as an opportunity to get your nutrition dialed in to mm -hmm. be more consistent with your workouts to challenge yourself to something new like push-ups or like getting outside for for walks or runs whatever that might be use it as an opportunity to grow in other areas because as we've talked about lots in the past whole health is is much more important than specific health 
than just focusing on strength. If you can improve other areas of that whole health, it's going to pay off huge in the long run. So um, true. I've, I wrote down my four, uh, four tips, four pieces of advice for, for sticking to your home workouts. Um, what, what I'll do is I'll read them off. And if you, if you want to touch on any of them, yeah. I'll just jump in. So the first okay. is, is to schedule your workouts. So go into it with a workout scheduled, because if you, if you're at home, whether you're working from home or you're just spending a lot more time at home, um, the worst thing you could do is, is let it get pushed back and pushed back and pushed back as the day goes on. So put it into your schedule and make it a non-negotiable. So what I do is every Sunday morning, I, I sit down for my calendar time. And it's the first thing I do Sunday morning, it's 5.30 a.m. Sunday morning, and I'll get <laughs> out my calendar and I pencil in all of my non-negotiables. So there's, there's family time, there's uh, my workouts, um, there's, uh, you know, cell phone free time, whatever those non-negotiables are for you schedule those in and what becomes really interesting with doing it this way is you become really efficient leading up to it you know at say 11 a.m you're you're working out that day and it's a non-negotiable you're not pushing it to 11 15 so leading up to that 11 a.m you actually work on whatever task it was if you're working from home you actually become much more efficient knowing that your deadline of 11 you have to stop and switch into your workout Having it in the calendar as a non-negotiable will make you much more likely to stick to it. Absolutely. And I'm not sure if this is on your other points, but scheduling the workout, but also scheduling what you're going to do in the workout as well. Um, make sure you don't start the workout unless you have a plan. Now we always say movement, no movement's better, or movement's better than no movement, right? So, but you're more likely to get something or more out of it is if it's written down or scheduled in before you start. So have, have it written out in front of you so you could actually see it and check it off as you go. Totally. Yeah. I love that you brought that up. That was point number two for me was have, have okay. a plan. And that's good. No, okay. I'm, I'm glad you brought us into that because having the plan is huge. Um, what I would tell people with home workouts is make them short and sweet. Mm -hmm. don't, don't worry. If you normally spend 90 minutes at a gym, make your home workouts like 45 minutes and that's perfectly fine and get down there and get to business. And if you, if, if you go down there with intention and you know what you're getting into and you, you know, right away, I'm moving into this. This is my warm up. This is my workout. This is my cool down. You're going to avoid any of that decision fatigue and, and allowing yourself, your mind to wander, allowing yourself to start scrolling Instagram, um, and it's going to make those short, sweet workouts a lot better quality. Um, Love it. I actually, I like to treat my day the same way. Like go into your day with a plan, but that, that could be uh, that could be a whole nother episode, but I think, <laughs> yeah, I think so. I, I think it's important to like start your day with the same intention that you start your workout with every morning. Same thing. I'm a 5 a.m. or, and I'm, I'm opening up my phone or I have my Google calendar and, and everything's in there. What exactly needs to be done? And if not, it's, it's planned for the week starts. So we have a, we have a clean plate first thing in the morning, like whether you've got work or job or, or kids or uh, other family distractions or stressors in your life like your plate is as clean as it's going to get first thing in the morning 
And if you start filling that with meaningless tasks, like deciding what you're going to do, um, it, it's, it starts to take away from the bigger things. But if you already have, say, say workouts, your first task in the morning, if you've got your gym clothes set out, you've got your water bottle filled, you know what workout you're going to do, the less decisions you have to make first thing in the morning just to get straight into the important tasks, the, the better your whole day is going to unfold. But um, we're not going to dig into that on this episode. <laughs> um, so that's uh, point number two. So point number one is schedule the workouts. Point number two, have a plan. Um, point number three is have accountability. So have some form of accountability. And obviously I'm going to say, get a coach is awesome and it's going to help you because we're coaches and we, we truly believe in that. Um, but if you're not going to get a coach, get some form of accountability and, and you suck at accountability and your spouse sucks at accountability. Yep. <laughs> don't choose yourself and don't choose your spouse because it can work great when you're really motivated and when you're both really motivated and things are going well, but it's easy to fall off track if that is your form of accountability. So like, give us some examples of accountability that you've used in the past year. A friend, um, we do Zoom workouts together. So we both go on Zoom and, and even sometimes if we're both doing different workouts, the fact that we're just knowing and cheering each other on is totally fine. So have someone that's going to check in with you that, you know, um, has the same goals as you or, you know, I mean, I'd say a good friend um, would be a big one. Yeah. Um, I mean, you can use the apps and the things like that, but I always think that a person, someone that you, you know, you're close with, or you, you look up to things like that, that you don't want to let them down is, is a good one too. For sure. Yeah. I mean, I mean, as you know, uh, I've, I've hired Jerrica in the past to coach me. Like when, when I'm going through a period where I'm not as motivated, I like to have a coach because a coach, an external coach holds me accountable. Um, but you can certainly use a friend system. I actually, I have a friend, another friend who's a trainer and he, he, uh, has this thing where he gives you his visa number. And then if he, uh, if he doesn't stick to whatever his plan is, if his nutrition or exercise or whatever he's trying to stay accountable to, he lets you make a donation to a charity that he doesn't agree with. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So, so that's like his, uh, his motivation is like every time he doesn't stick to his plan, you get to make like a $20 donation to a charity that he doesn't like to support. <laughs> I've never heard anything quite like that before. <laughs> um, but whatever your accountability is, pick something that works for you. Pick a support system that works for you. Yep. Um, cool. Brings us to point number four, which is uh, you, you you may or may not have heard me talk about your BAMs before. So it's your bare ass minimums. Commit to your BAMs. So what that really means when it comes down to home workouts is set, set a goal that you can achieve on your absolute worst days. So if, you're, if, you're, if you've got 45-minute workouts planned four days per week and you know you can do that when things are going really well, Think about what you could realistically commit to when things aren't going well. So most people, if I asked them, and if I said on your worst day, how much do you work out? They're going to say zero minutes. I don't work out at all. So set a goal of say 10 minutes. And what that's going to do then is you, you have to get down there on your worst day and commit to a 10 minute workout. And what you'll often find is by the end of 10 minutes, you're feeling awesome and you want to keep going. And if it's just not happening and if the flow is not there, you still got 10 minutes in, which I yep. think is really powerful. 
I love that. I'm glad you, I wrote down when you were talking earlier, BAM's question mark, but I forgot to come back to it. So I'm so glad you talked about that. And that, like we say, can apply to so many other things in all aspects of this. So, but perfect. A great description. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and that's not to say you have to work out every day of the week. Like we, we definitely talk about purposeful movement every day of the week, doing something, whether it's stretching or walking or lifting weights or exercise, whatever it might be, do something for your body every day of the week. Um, but I know it's easy to fall into a rut with your home workout. So go into it with that BAM mentality. What is the absolute least I could commit to? and commit to that 10 minute workout. And then once you're consistently knocking those 10 minute workouts out of the park, maybe raise it up to 15 minutes, but you don't, you don't have to get carried out away with this. The, the idea is just to keep doing something to not let yourself sabotage. Like if, if you're only going to be doing these home workouts for the short term, don't sabotage your progress so that you're starting back when you get back to the gym. If your goal is to work out at home forever, then then it's a different story and we need to talk mm -hmm. about progressing. But really, like if you're only doing this for a month, focus on minimizing the damage. How can I get through this month and be as close to where I was before the month started? Awesome. Um, go ahead. I just say, and get really good music. <laughs> home workouts are so much better when you have great music. Unless the kids are sleeping, then get really great headphones. Oh. There you go. That works too. <laughs> um, one, one question that I wanted to ask you, uh, because I wanted to just touch on a little bit more specifically, but what do you think of bands in general, Jerrica? Bands? Yeah. Oh, I love them. Yeah, me too. I think that um, I'm a huge pusher. I just got a whole set of the small bands and the big bands. I think that you can do just about everything with them. I think that they're great when you travel, throw them in your bag. I love that they focus on eccentric loading. So the, the lengthening of the muscle as you are going through the movement um, still gets worked. And that's typically how we can actually build strength with something so simple as a band. Um, I, I think they're great. I do too. And actually people, people have been asking me like, what's like, where can I get weights? What's the best weights to get? And I'm like, listen, if your goal isn't to continue working out from home, go out and get a good set of bands. Like you're going to spend, you're going to spend like a hundred bucks or uh, maybe less on a good set of bands and you can do everything with bands, um, mm -hmm. go up and get them. They will get you through this period. Uh, I, sure. I think they're awesome too. Cool. Yep. Love them. Uh, so do you have a, uh, a nutrition tip for us today? I wouldn't call it a nutrition tip. I would yeah. call it more of like a kitchen summer tip. Um, especially when it comes to with the nice weather going on. Um, I know a lot of us want to reach for an alcoholic drink when we're outside in the sun shining and we're out gardening. Um, so something that I like to do at this time of the year is kind of pick my favorite herbal tea. For me, it's like a peach flavored herbal tea. Um, I'll ice it. And then I, I add peach bubbly. So it's like a sparkling iced tea. Um, and it's kind of like a like a, a mixed drink, but um, it definitely satisfies the craving. Great for hydration because there's no caffeine um, and it's something different, especially when the, the sun's shining. Cool. That's awesome. I'll and you can do that, that obviously with any flavor and, and anything like that. I, I actually love herbal tea and I never think of making it cold. So that's uh, that's a cool advice because I love peppermint tea. So I might, yeah. uh, might play around with that. Use some mint, some cucumber, some lemon. Yeah. Cool. Great tip. Awesome. Um, 
as always, guys, thanks for listening. Uh, we, we, we always appreciate you guys listening, appreciate all the feedback that we've been getting the DMs and that's great. Um, if you feel up to it, go on to iTunes or Spotify or wherever you're listening to this and leave a comment right in there so we can get a little bit more exposure with this show um, and share it on your Instagram, share it on your Facebook, let your friends know if you think it is helpful and if you think somebody might benefit from hearing this um today's episode about how to make the most out of your home workouts i think can really resonate with a lot of people right now so if you think if you think of somebody else who could benefit from hearing it make sure you share it with them um thanks again for listening and we appreciate it and have a great day